you know what the fuck going on. Let these motherfuckers come in between y'all. Y'all got the power. Keep the power in y'all motherfucking hands. Fuck these niggas, man. Go get it. Feel me? Yep. Keep it cheap. This is music, music for, for the, the villains. Sophisticated cheering ASAP. Finna have them. We finna run the building. This is my Working shit. Chillin'. Hey. Till I get a million to the ceiling. Now my niggas gunning for a building. They ask me how I'm living. I say I'm scholar drilling. Niggas acting different. How you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. Hopefully this audio sounds a little bit better for everybody that listened to our first episode. We've been doing a little bit of work. Um, first off, I want to say, please, please, please listen to scholarships on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Patreon, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, give us a subscribe. And a download, if you will, please. We appreciate all the support that we've gotten so far. And we're going to give y'all many more, man. We're excited. This is an exciting journey, and we're going to get into it. So, Yes, what sir. Got, what we got to drink today, brother? All right. So today we're going to do some salted caramel whiskey from Old Smoky Gallenberg, Tennessee. Okay. We're going to get into some screwball peanut butter whiskey. So this was a suggestion from a, a guy down in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I was down there doing some whiskey tastings, and we started to get into the salted caramel whiskey, and dude was like, hey, man, if you put screwball or some type of peanut butter whiskey with that, he said, man, it tastes like a Reese cup. So we're going to do a little festive drink today on ice, whiskey up. I'm about to pull up for us, you feel me? And for everybody that <clears throat> that listened and watched last time, a lot of we we gonna switch back and forth. Like I said, Austin's a he's a whiskey guy, I'm a wine guy. So one week we're gonna do wine, another week we're gonna do whiskey. But it's not just gonna be wine and whiskey. I think we decided that we can really do whatever yeah. drink. I know you said for like uh, for Cinco de Mayo we might fuck around do some tequila. Yes, Casamigos, maybe fight each other. Who knows? Let's we said on uh, Martin Luther King Day we gonna drink Remy. Shout right. out. Last time I drank Remy, I, I fell asleep at, what was that, Rebel? Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting up there and I was knocked the fuck out. Cheers, my boy. Cheers. Got hey. Oh, that's fire. I'm telling you. That's fire. Who's, okay, let's shout out the, the maker. You already said the names, right? You said some, how'd you tell me to say some screwball? Yeah, that's that screwball. And then what's the... That's that salted caramel whiskey okay. straight from Tennessee. Shout out to Old Smoky. Shout out to Screwball. That yeah. that mixture there, that's fire. That's like chocolate and peanut butter together. Y'all need yeah. to y'all need to make y'all. So what I did was basically pour like a half and half, y'all. So like get you a nice whiskey glass with a <clears throat> a whiskey ice ball, or you half of the salted caramel, half of the peanut butter. Shit slaps. It's boy. good, and this shit gonna put some fuzz on your chest. Yeah, it'll warm you up. It's a good holiday drink. This ain't no summer drink. This is only your winter drink. Do not attempt this in July. <laughs> Shit's not going to hit the same, dog. It's not a hot girl summer drink. <clears throat> nah. Excuse my... I know we got another topic we want to get into first, but excuse my clearing my throat. If anybody else out there has been sick for like three me. weeks, me and Austin have both been sick. It's probably that Omarion. Yeah. <laughs> we got B2K, boy. That shit is... Hey. That shit hit my chest. I got a bunch of fucking mucus, but it's okay. We'll get through it. My voice sound like I smoke a pack a day anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. Excuse the throat clearing, man. We uh we trying to get through it, you feel me? But for anybody out there 
We just want to say thank you again for listening, man. Please subscribe. Please download. Please tell your friends. We just two guys trying to make our way, man. You know what I feel? Pull up. Yes, sir. What you what you want to get into first today, brother? All right. So we got Christmas tomorrow, as we know. Today is <laughs> Christmas Eve. So uh, I want to hit on this topic. Um, so Paul does not celebrate Christmas. Correct. And so I'm sitting here, and honestly, as his friend, I don't know why. <laughs> so I really want to know why. So I'm asking this man today, Paul, why you don't celebrate Christmas, brother? <clears throat> so there's a, there's a lot of reasons. So, number one, first and foremost, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Christian. I'm not atheist, but like, I don't, I don't celebrate Christmas. I guess if, for the people that celebrate it for religious reasons, like I'm not, I'm not into the whole Christianity thing. But also, for the people that just celebrate Christmas, not even in a religious way, I look at it as like a, a real materialistic kind of holiday, and I'm trying to not be materialistic as much as possible now as far as my son i'm not a festive nigga anyway like i don't yeah. i don't celebrate i don't get hype about my birthday i don't get hype about christmas Valentine's. i don't i'm just not into that but i mean so my son he got the best of both worlds because his mom is her family is the most festive fucking family i've ever met in my life so he's not missing out on nothing because i don't celebrate cause like them niggas them niggas will throw a, a banquet for Valentine's Day, but like they get they get into it. So he not missing nothing for me. But it's like I'm just not a materialistic nigga, and I do not like people giving me gifts. I know a lot of people say that shit to try to sound like cool and oh, I'm eclectic. I don't like people giving me gifts, but <laughs> but I, I really don't. It makes me uncomfortable. Like people giving me shit makes me super. What about a gift card? I guess, like, you can never, ever, ever get me shit for my birthday or Christmas, and I don't care. Like, I will never even think about it. Like, my mama don't have to give me shit. I just don't. I feel like, like, people talk about <clears throat> celebrating family and all this other shit. I'm like, I can do that on a Tuesday in June. Like, I don't. Juneteenth. I don't, bingo. I don't need a, a holiday to celebrate shit that I care about. I guess that's the short and sweet version now there's a deeper uh dive as far as religions that i'm not gonna go into today because that's a that's a whole nother Paulism that i'm sure we'll talk about at some point but that's the short and sweet i feel that so you know obviously i do celebrate christmas i always have you know it's been a family thing <laughs> for me you know i don't do anything extravagant you know get the baby a couple presents get the get the lady some nice maybe right. my pops but you know i'm a tr my main goal is to get paul to be more festive paul, you know he uh he got that look on his face like he not gonna do it but we're gonna work on that you feel me because the older i got i feel him on the gift thing like don't you know, I'm an adult, so don't buy me no jeans. <laughs> like, hold up. Don't buy me something I'm going to buy for myself. Yeah, but He's the wrong side. <laughs> so, but a gift card or something, you know, I feel like that's an adult gift to another adult. Now, me and my lady, we get ourselves some pretty nice gifts or exchange gifts. Um, 
you know, make it fun a little bit, you know. And I'm broke. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other part of it. Don't give me no gifts to where I can't get you nothing back. Like, one time my dog bought me a PlayStation 4, and I'm like, nigga, I'm like, I can't, like, I can't eat. Like, I'm not getting you shit back. I'm getting you a candle. He said, I can't even buy a a game for this, so. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that, you know. And a funnier reason, I'm nuts, so, like, another reason I don't celebrate holidays. You ever seen Eight Crazy Nights, like, with Adam Adam Sandler, and he don't got no family, and he alone, and he a drunk? So for holidays, I like to pretend like I'm Adam Sandler off Eight Crazy Nights. So tomorrow for Christmas, I'm going to pretend like my parents died. I don't got no kids or family. I'm going to turn off all the lights upstairs and I'm going to get drunk and cry. Man. So I have invited Paul over to my family's (laughs) house. So he don't have to do that, y'all. You know, it's Christmas Day. It's NBA games on, NFL games on. You know, sit down and eat a Christmas plate, get popped. All the crit, all the gift shit. Who cares, man? Yeah. Like it's all about spending time with your family, getting popped. Well, I'm gonna do that. I, but I just like to pretend, like, like how oh, I'll be pretending nuts, I'm in. Bro. Yeah, I'll be pretending I'm in music videos and shit. You ever listen to a song like an R and B song, and there's some shit that never happened to you? It's like I call my girlfriend cheating on me with my brother or some weird shit like that. You like. I never experienced that, but I want to feel what he's feeling, so I'm gonna nah. pretend like I am. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's your in touch depth feelings. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you just made a TikTok last night with cold water in a shower. <laughs> like for everybody out there, we made TikToks for the first time last night. So I'm scrolling <laughs> onto the couch, and Paul's video pop up, and this man in the shower with a t-shirt on, with the water running on his head, talking about. <laughs> This is how stepfathers must feel. But he said Negroes. Yeah. I didn't I don't know if you could spell like the actual Negroes on tw- on TikTok. So I spelled it in, I spelled it K-N-E-E-G-R-W-S. <laughs> That's why shout out to my dog Navjot. This is a funny story. <laughs> Clearing my throat again, sorry. My dog shout out to my dog Navjot. So me and him first moved in and that was around the same time. He came here from LA. I came here from uh, Fort Wayne. We both came in sixth grade and like I didn't know anybody and he didn't either. So like we started hanging out with each other and like we've been friends ever since. But the one time I got mad at him, he was in sixth grade. I'll never forget this. He gonna be mad I'm telling this story right here. He was like, what's three reasons black people love basketball and I'm sitting there like God, God please don't I'm like don't don't do this he's like because you can run jump and shoot and I say you know what fuck you buddy <laughs> and we wasn't cool for like two weeks that's the only time me and my dog ain't been cool that's low-key a fire joke though <laughs> and then I, the other one was like uh, why are black people so tall and it's like because they're negro <laughs> Okay, um, that that was just a funny story. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Hey, shout out to Nob Jack, because that's funny than fuck. My boy, Punjabi Poppy, that's my dog. Hey, we need to get him on here soon, mm-hmm. boy. You me? My I dog guess. out here doing big things. He a banker. That's my that's my homie. It's great when you see, like, when you come up with friends and you start to see everybody getting more successful. Like, I feel like that's the season I'm at in my life. Like, I'm starting to see the fruits of everybody labor. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know. I'm proud of myself too, because I'm not a hating ass nigga. And I'm like, I love yeah. to see people I love doing good. 
it's super rewarding when you see everybody around you, especially in your circle, doing good, man. That's a that's the most rewarding feeling. It's all about the success, and you want to see the whole team coming up. You know, like Paul said, you got to be a hating ass nigga if you don't want to see your people coming up. That's just weird energy. We staying off of that. <laughs> right. And then I, <clears throat> so I guess before we got off on a tangent, we was talking about the whole Christmas thing, and I said there's like a deeper religious thing, and I, me and you both are like agnostic kind of. So, and anybody that knows me knows I'm super into the whole religious history type of like. I can go on for days about that shit, but I want to know your viewpoints on religion and God and all that. So like Paul said, we both are agnostic. So my key thing is like I, I like to study each, each, uh, each religion individually so I can make a decision based on education. So I feel like a lot of people are religious based on their upcoming so a lot of people are kind of forced into religion more than they w- maybe would like to be. All right. Sorry. We had some uh, technical difficulties. But we, we fixed it. We're good. Okay. So the question that I asked before we, before we took a break was we were talking about, like, religious reasons why we don't – I don't celebrate Christmas. And we were talking about how we're both agnostic. So I was wondering – what your viewpoint on religion and being agnostic? Yeah, so like I was saying, I think being agnostic for me is uh, the reason I am agnostic is I feel like I don't want to just pinpoint a religion and just run with it. So I take a lot of time and I like to just study each religion individually. I like to look at the history of the religion. I like to basically investigate each religion as it is because I didn't want to just shoot off the hip and pick one. And then later on in life, you know, I wasn't intellectual on that, on every religion that could be out there, because how do you know that another religion might not fit you better? So, you know, like I was raised Catholic. I was raised in a Catholic church. Bro, one day I sit down and do some research on Catholicism and I'm over here shook. Like, hold on, like this religion, I'm not trying to, you know, this is just the stuff I've learned. But history is history, and that's the reason I love history. You can't take nothing away from it. It just is what it is. But you study Catholicism, and it was, in my personal opinion, it was designed for control. And a lot of people may go against that and whatever the case might be. But there are, I don't remember the day in history, but there, you know, a bunch of Catholics went into, I believe, Italy and just mass murdered a bunch of people because they didn't want to follow that religion. So to me, like, you have to look at why the religion was designed what is the uh, the purpose of the religion? And to me, no religion has really captured me and said, okay, this is ticket. You know, I'm <clears throat> the only thing that really has captured my attention is Buddhism, which Buddhism is not really a religion. It's just really a way of life. Um, the books, I've read many, many books. I've read how they, you know what I mean? The The procedures and the things that they follow and the way of life of the Buddha, you know, the things that he said and the way he designed it. It's just, how can you live a better life and really let your ego die? You know, how can you treat people better? How can you get better energy? Um, But for everybody out there that is religious, I have nothing against it. I just personally thought this is something that I should venture out on before I make this direct decision. I've been to church and I think church is amazing. I've been to a Christian church, Catholic church, Baptist church. I do not. (laughs) I'm just... 
<laughs> so pretty much everything he said is the same reason why I'm I'm agnostic too, but like I'm just not I'm I'm super into history and I'm super into religious history specifically, but like I don't like how certain religions frame history or frame humans. Like I think a problem with religious people is a lot of times they can be holier than thou. They can be real, they can be real assholes. <clears throat> you start to think, because I follow this religion, that this is the religion and nothing else exists. Well, I don't feel that way. Like, I feel like we don't really know. There's nobody here. That's, that's one thing that nobody that is walking around on this planet right now knows. What happens after you die? People could say that they know. People could pretend like they know. But nobody really fucking knows. And yeah. if you pretend like you know, you're a liar. And I don't trust you. <laughs> like, that I, like, people that are like, I know my religion is the true. And I'm like, you're a psychopath and a liar. I don't, like, it's okay to say that you don't know. But That's a bold dictation that you know yeah. exactly what's right. I always think about it like this. And what like, to follow. People, people say shit like that and be like, I know exactly who God is and what God is. And that's a bold statement because in the normal sense of God, you're talking about a, a cosmic universal figure. But so you tell me, you know exactly who this universal cosmic figure is, but you don't know your directions around the city that you live in. Like you don't know simple shit. Motherfuckers can't tell me what five times seven is. But you know who God is. Come on. Come yeah, on. They don't know north, south, east, and west. It's, it's wild. It's just like, you don't really hear yourself right now. But you know who the one true God is. And a lot of people that are religious like to ignore evolution completely, which mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a real, like, I like science, man. I feel like science at least tries to put something on paper that we can try to understand. Mm-hmm. And not that religion doesn't, because a lot of people follow the Bible as it's, you know what I mean? That's the book. That's the that's yeah. the the guidelines of life, which the Bible is amazing. Like the book is very, very amazing. Like whoever wrote it, all the apostles, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's a good moral guideline. It is. And I think a lot of people can benefit from that, but yeah. I like science. Science likes to try to prove things and evolution is wild, man. You know, Darwin, but you know, he wasn't on to no, to me, no bullshit. <laughs> the man no. was trying to prove a point of, we have evolved as human beings, which <laughs> Some of y'all motherfuckers out there, I can tell. <laughs> we, but that's just, to me personally, that's, that's a more interesting story mm-hmm. than like saying all of human history comes down to this one book. Two people this is started it, it in, the, that's in not, the garden. That, that, that don't even sound like a fun story. Like all the, all the shit we don't know, all the random shit, like <clears throat> perfect example. I don't know if anybody, like I just saw this, this, uh, this picture the other day, they found the most intact baby dinosaur fossil I seen that. that they have found. And a lot of people don't know this. And I'm, <laughs> this is a nerdy topic, but it's funny. I'm super into like, I was super into dinosaurs when He's I was still a kid. He still eat dinosaur chicken nuggets. Like a motherfucker. And Landon is super into dinosaurs too. It's funny how genetics work. But like, so everybody has this idea in their head of what dinosaurs look like, right? They look like big lizards. But recently in the past, 20 years kind of they kind of started going away from that depiction of dinosaurs because the history is i'll get into it so i don't sound crazy 
the history of fossils and dinosaurs are most fossils you see of these dinosaurs are incomplete or human generated. Like they'll find a femur and they'll base it off of that and make yeah. the whole dinosaur. The problem with doing shit like that, I found out after all this research I did was you can't tell the muscular structure or like if the animal had fur, it was just scaly shit like that. You so the nigga that made up like a T Rex, he literally made that shit up. Like oh, it was so a, like they really just taking this and running with it. Yeah, it that it was an artist rendition of kind of like Jesus these, Christ, pretty much. But he was white. That was wild. Another point. <laughs> so they they come up with these giant lizards. You just see the bones, and then the nigga just he just they're drew giving over. you an educated yes. educated game. But the problem is the closest relative to dinosaurs alive right now is uh, chickens. Chickens. It's chickens. Wow. DNA wise, it's chicken. Okay. So now they're starting to see, even if you look at that, that picture of that baby dinosaur, dinosaurs look like giant birds. Like I can see that. Feathers, all, all that. Mm-hmm. Imagine a T-Rex-sized bird. Oh, <laughs> shit, my pet. That's scarier than a lizard. <laughs> yeah. I'm terrified of birds. I mean, I don't know. A big-ass lizard with little arms, bro. But I'm, a flying, big-ass lizard bro. bird. One of my biggest fears on this planet is big ass birds, bro. I don't fuck with birds. Imagine getting shit on by a big bird. Bro. I, bro, a T Rex sized <laughs> bird. That's terrifying, bro. Like, that shit hit your windshield, dog. Bro. It, ain't no windshield wipe of fluid that can help. Imagine that. how you hear, you heard chickens and roosters in Cock the morning. Cock a doodle doing in the morning. Imagine a T Rex. <laughs> so, hold on. While we sit here making this podcast, Paul's telling me, that dinosaurs are like big fucking chickens. They were big chickens, bro. They were big <laughs> birds. That's what they were. But I'm the dead. problem is, like, and we coming into an era of a lot of different changes in science and history, archaeology, all this type of shit. Which it's is all fantastic, changing. man. I love, that's why I love science. How could you not? Yeah. We trying to learn with the times, man. It, and it, it's, it's supposed to change. Yeah. But it's just like people have these, like, they just have these outdated ideas of what shit's supposed to look like, and it's just, I don't know. I don't know how we got to talk about giant chickens. This is part of the beauty of the podcast, though. Like, we be getting drunk, hey, talking about random it, shit. Tell me that first glass of screwball didn't kick it quick. Yeah, bro. This, this shit is... Hey, it's damn, near, it's damn near dangerous. Oh, yeah, yeah, No yeah. cap. We just, we drank our first set. Now we on our second glass. I ain't gonna lie. That shit, I only ate a little bit. Shout out to Wendy's breakfast, by the way. <laughs> that shit slaps. For all y'all out there that never had Wendy's breakfast, go get you the egg, <laughs> bacon, and the fucking cheese, biscuit, boy. That shit with the motherfucking potato. <laughs> this nigga giving right. his whole order of the podcast. <laughs> nah, listen, if you never had it or the baconator sandwich, dog, have you had it? I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm over here trying to pretend like you tripping, but I, I stopped and thought about it. I was like, I have had that motherfucker. <laughs> Look, before. I'm like, bro, don't act like you don't know. Yeah, yeah, that shit gets right. you know. But anyway, so yeah, we talking about big ass chickens. We done drank our first glass of whiskey. Man, we so happy if y'all listening in with us. Man, this is beautiful. I'm, I don't drink liquor like that like anymore. I do, kind of. <laughs> I'm smizzed. But <laughs> holy smokes. What'd you say we was going to start calling ourselves the slizzard list? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> We go by scholarships, but our nicknames are the Slizzard Lizards. The Slizzard Lizards. That's going to be on a hoodie near you at some point soon. (laughs) Yeah, don't try to steal my shit neither. (laughs) All right. All right. So, look. We're going to pop off with this. 
I'm going to ask Paul a question. He's going to tell this story. Paul, what's your worst experience on the date, brother? <laughs> Go ahead and let it rip. So, <clears throat> I have been single. Let me preface this. I've been single for, how old is Landon? Three? Or he's four. He's I've been had single a for bumpy road, too. The I've single been... life, dog. I've been watching from, like, the outskirts. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm married, so I'm over here, like, kind of watching, like, if I was single, what would happen? And I'd be watching Paul, like, damn, I'm glad I ain't single. It's a wild life, but it's, <laughs> it's a, it's, this, this shit the wilderness, but like, dog. so. I've been single for three and a half-ish years, something like that. The worst date, I've been on a bunch of dates. Mm-hmm. Worst date I've ever been on. Let me give it back. So I'm not into like internet dating. It's weird to me. I've tried it. This is not my vibe. Because you like to say weird shit up front. Facts. Like, I'm a weird nigga. Like, if like, people, like people, what's an introduction for yourself that you might hit a chick with? I'm like, damn, shorty, look at that pooper. <laughs> <laughs> like, why, man? But, because I'm, I, and I don't be dead. I guess you got to understand my sense of humor to understand I'm not for real. But, like, so here's how this started. And I wasn't, the, the worst part about this was I didn't initiate any of this. I'm chilling one day. I'll never forget. I'm on the couch. I get an Instagram follow from this chick. She, she like, she like, I think she's like Palestinian or something like that. Okay, I'm like, damn. Okay. I'm like, she bad. <clears throat> Red flag number one. And they, they, you, to all the young men, this is a good story. For all the young men out there, the older you get, you start to learn red flags <laughs> through life. You, start, you learn a lot of shit. Uh, this is me in my infancy of being single. So I seen her. Number one, first red flag should have been Shorty was only doing neck up pictures. <laughs> that means she fat. For anybody yeah. that's not reading in between the lines. And ain't nothing wrong with fat, fat people. I'm just not into the fat. Whatever. <laughs> So cool, ignored that, whatever. So, so she you started, kinda did you know she was big off top? Like you was like, she might be big, but her yeah. but big chicks some, most of the time they face be cute and shit. Yeah, she she was cute. So, so you I was like, like, whatever. And I, I really didn't. I was like, I you and was I was bored. like, I wasn't even like, I'm trying to pipe shorty. I was like, this might just be a cool person I could be friends with. Like okay, okay. I was in that I was in that space. So I'm like, cool, whatever. She followed me on Instagram. She started talking to me, cool. She asked me for my number. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So she we was texting for a couple days. And I was like, here's red flag number two. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> God damn. I was like, okay, we should FaceTime. Oh, no. And she wasn't with it. And I'm See, like. man, I hate that. <laughs> and she wasn't with it. Red flag number two. I'm like, okay, whatever. So me being me, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm really not doing shit else. Like, I'm not taking nobody else serious at this point. Cool. She was like, she said she wanted to see me. She wanted to hang out with me, all this other shit. I'm like, all right, let's go on a little on a little coffee shop date. A little something simple. Yeah, Because we had been talking. She liked, she liked to read. She was in the books. She was Muslim. Like, so I'm like, okay. Shorty seemed cool. We picked a coffee shop, but they were closed. So we decided that we was going to meet at Barnes & Noble for coffee. At the Barnes & Noble in, at Greenwood Mall. But they got coffee in there? Yeah, they got a Starbucks in there. Okay, they got a Starbucks right there. So I get there. I get there first. I'm just browsing through all the books, just chilling, waiting for Shorty. She texts me. She's like, I'm about to walk in. So I'll start looking towards the door, but I'm like a little further back. And she walk in. And when I, I'm not, she wasn't fat, but Shorty was big. Like, like, like tall. Like she was a large human. Like she looked like Brian Erlacher. Like no this, this was a big bitch. So she was at least six foot. She was like, she was like 5'11". She and was just, and, but like, but like, she wasn't fat. She just looked, she she looked, she looked healthy. You know, like she stout. Hefty, bro. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sitting there 
my dumb ass standing behind the book the bookcases and she texted me she's like I don't did, see you did you look at her between the books so yeah I was hiding <laughs> I was hiding on the side of the bookcases now she is texting me she's like where are you at and I contemplated for two I should have went you with was about my, to dip I should have went with my fire instance, exit bro. boy so I was like I seen her and I was like ooh that's a no go <laughs> I'm like so then I'm I, I tried to Every time I go against my instinct, something bad happens. So I try to, I started like talking myself out of it. I'm like, mm-hmm. nah, that's fucked up. I'm like, don't do that. Don't be a grimy ass. Don't nigga. be grimy. So I'm just sitting there ducking down, looking dumb as fuck for us with bookcases. And I'm like, <sighs> I come around the corner, introduce myself to her. I'm like, she might just be cool people. Like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not just trying to pipe. Like, I, we might just be friends. Like, I might have just met a new friend, cool, whatever. <laughs> this is where shit started going downhill. We sit down. Over there, it's a bunch of people in this in this Barnes and Noble, mind you. We sit down, we order our drinks, sitting there talking. She's from Canada. She telling me I thought she was from Palestine. She she's Palestinian, uh, but she they her family lives you. in Canada. Okay. So she started telling me the story about how she started asking me about Landon. At this point, Landon's like two. She's like, oh yeah, I take care of a little boy. He's three. It's my friend's son, but he's. My friend has cancer and she's dying, so she I'm her I'm his legal guardian. And I'm like, oh, that's super dope. That's cool. <clears throat> now, Shorty has the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen in my life. Like terrifyingly beautiful. The bitches was hazel as hazel can get. Oh, like damn. I was no, but I'm it I when but I you said was beautiful, looking up in her eyes. I was looking no, we were sitting down. <laughs> so she I was looking at her and it was I was getting scared because she got them like soul piercing like eyes. Yes, bro. Okay. So she start, she's sitting there looking at me and she just stopped and like, she go up to the, she, no, she's she still sitting down. She just stopped in the middle of the conversation. I forget what I'm saying. And she was like, she's like, yeah, I would be able to pay more attention to this conversation. If everybody in here would stop looking at me, I'm sitting there like, oh no, we in a bookstore, bitch, be quiet. So I'm sitting there. So she started spazzing? Oh, started yelling. And I don't know what she but yelling. who was looking at No. Her? Body. So she might be schizophrenic. She was bugging. I don't know what the fuck she was. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm sitting there just like, what is she doing? And then everybody just looking at us, and I'm like, fuck. God damn. So there goes Olive Garden. So so then she do that, cause the whole scene, and then she's like, she started talking about disciplining kids. <laughs> and then she's like, she's, I was like, yeah, like I don't really... Like spank my son because he he's two. Like I don't. Yeah, you don't spank a two year old. Yeah, I'm like I don't Come really spank. And she looks at me with this crazy ass look in her eyes, and she's like, "I, I believe." No, she. This what she said. She scared the fuck out of me. She's like, "I believe children need to be punished." And I was like, "Yep." I was like, we done here. I was like, "I was like, yep." I can, the first close this book. I'm on the first thing smoking out of this Barnes and Nobles, bro. I'm on the. First thing smoking. I'm at this point. I'm looking for my. I'm like, ooh, how I'm gonna make this great escape, bro? So then this whole. I'm I'm mad uncomfortable. So we start walking around looking for books. She bought me a bunch of like books on Islam. I still got them upstairs. That's she, fire. So we ended up leaving. I'm like, I'm never seeing this bitch again. She's texting me after we leave. She's like, oh, I want to hang out with you again. I want to see you again. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So then a couple weeks go by. I'm ignoring her. She's like, if you don't want to speak to me anymore, just say that. And I was like, yeah, I don't think this is a good fit. And then she was like, uh, she's like, well, yeah. She's like, just send me your address so I can come get my books back. I said, bitch, I'm not letting you know where I live. You're nuts. I was like, I'm, 
So I still got the books up there. I never gave her her books back because she had me fucked up. She was going to kill me, bro. If you would have seen her eyes, you'd have been just as scared of this bitch. I'd still be walking around looking over my shoulder waiting for this bitch to come around the corner. Bro, I'm wait, like I'm picturing these eyes that you're talking about. They're terrifying, bro. But you said it was beautiful. They, they're beautiful. Dangerously yeah, beautiful. Yeah, like, like, these are the most beautiful eyes of my life I've ever seen. I'm scared. Like, that's the kind of eyes that was. You ever have, like, bad dreams about her? Nah, I did for a minute. I was... I was, I'm a paranoid nigga. Like, I lock every door I go into. Like, I do all that shit. Like, I don't... I didn't want her to know where I live. That shit was scary. I this mean, bitch is nuts. She says she punishes children. This bitch is a psychopath. How do you... Not a... Bro, two, three... Two, three years old. How do you punish? Like, you, that's when you, like, pop a hand or something. You know what I mean? Like, little stuff. Like, yeah. don't touch that. That's hot. I don't know how... Like, what do you do to an a infant? I... I don't know. I didn't. I didn't whip Landon at all on his day. Young. It was just because he's a he's too. He don't you, understand. Should kids get their ass whipped? <sighs> so tell us, Paul. A couple a year ago, year and a half ago, I would have been like, "No, you don't need to spank your children." My now son is four. My son is four. And for anybody that knows me and has known me for quite some time, it's like this nigga's needed his ass whooped his entire life. And I won't disagree with you. The unfortunate part about it is Landon, he don't act like his mom. He act like me. My child has a temper. <laughs> he, so, he don't like, he's stubborn. So he don't like to listen. He was, last time my mom was over here helping me move in, all this shit. And he, he, he's going nuts. Like he went, hey, he'll, Landon has these, these fits. He'll go haywire. Bro. Just like, loses noodle. Just, and that's. That's a kid though. He, he's a kid. And but when also, they be tired, especially. But he also has my anger. So he, like when I was, he yeah. he be and I can I understand. Like I sit down and talk him. He go berserk, bro. Okay. And so he's going nuts and like he'll try to hit you and bite you. Like he try to fight you. Yeah. And then the problem with it is I spank him because he need his ass whooped every now and then. But he's not the type of kid to where the spankings face him. You spank him, he's trying to fight you back. <laughs> it's no, I'm just the harder you start spanking him, the harder he try to fight you back. So I try to, t- it, it, it's a weird line. Yeah. It was, and he'd be funny sometimes too. Cause like after I whipped his ass or whatever, I was like, I was, I took his blanket away. I was like, now what you going to do to get your blanket back? You going to act like a good kid? He was like, I'm going to throw a table at you. And I'm just, Jeez. I'm trying not to laugh. Cause it's funny. He's like, he's shaking. But I'm just like, hey, this nigga's hot. <laughs> he mad to the bitch. But it's just like, my kid's not a good example. Hold on, for at four, he tried to throw a table. That's what I'm saying. My my son is not a good example of if you should spank or not. He's he's got other issues going on. But like a normal kid, I I think it's just a case by case basis. I think uh, you know, I try to I try to really stray away from spanking. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like I'm more of the hey, calm. Like let me talk to you for a second. Because I think a conversation can go a lot further than physical punishment. So a lot of the times when Milani, Milani's a crier though. She don't really like do the biting and fighting. She likes to, uh, if she gets upset, she'll just start kind of crying. You know, she's a girl. It mm-hmm. might be, if I have a son, it could be, you know, completely different. I don't know. You know, it might be a little bit more militant. He might be a little violent, you know, whatever the case might be. But a lot of the times, you know, with little kids, man, like the physical punishment could all, it could damn near make shit worse, to be honest. I mean, a lot of the time they might take that and then embrace that and be like, I don't know. I think physical pain can make somebody 
in tune resents you in the future. Um, people don't forget physical physical pain. So like I try to really push that over to the side and and that's the last resort. Now if she's acting a, a straight fool, that might be like a pop. You know, when she gets to an older age, I would hope that we have an understanding when she's nine, ten years old. You know, we don't have to even. And I don't know about the whole like grounded thing. Like you're going to your room because like that's just getting somebody ready for prison. <laughs> like, like my mom used to be like, you're going to be in your room all week with just books. And I'm like, damn, just send me to jail. Then. Fuck this. You feel me? I hate it here. Yeah. I'm like slide my food under my door. Then I don't want to see none of y'all. <laughs> I never got grounded. I just got my ass. <laughs> I got both, bro. Like I got my ass whooped. I got grounded. They take my TV. I'm sitting there like, do what y'all want to do. I'm still gonna act bad. In <laughs> fact, yeah, that's yeah, what I was that's and then like low key, I was like, damn, I'm, I should. I I'm sick. <laughs> like yeah. y'all really took my PlayStation away. I was really a bad kid. I, <laughs> I ain't gonna too. lie. I'm not. And, and that would be a. I got some funny stories on that one. That that's why I'm not. I try not to be as hard on Landon because like it's hard when I was a badass kid and I'm trying to discipline another badass kid. I'm just like, eh. like I I feel you. Like I. I understand. And you're not trying to take... I feel like some parents take out their own like anger Absolutely. on their children. And man, do not do that. The last episode, like we was talking about, them people should not be parents. Yeah, like, like... You can't... Don't let your own anger fluster onto your children. That's just... That's horrible, man. Like, don't let that be your, uh, your vent. You know, don't vent through your children. That's a whole other <laughs> thing. Like, just not even just anger, like... Like... A lot of times with a lot of different stuff in life, like your demons, if you don't know how to properly control them and exercise them, become demons to your children. Like, mm-hmm. that's why being a, one of the biggest points of being a parent, one of the most important things, like, is just working on yourself, like trying to heal yourself. Because if you're not healed and you're a fucked up person and you don't, you don't know yourself, like, how are you going to understand this little small ball of emotions like that because that's what kids are they're just raw human beings they're just they're not tempered by all the experience that all the experiences that a, a an adult has had so like and you gotta absorbing they're absorbing so much they more. are i've realized that like the thing the way you react around your children is so important so like don't act temperamental around your kids where you blow a you know don't blow your gasket in front of your children because yeah. then they start to think okay this is the socially appropriate way to act so i always try to remain calm and you know calm and collective around around my children and let them understand that this not everything deserves this major reaction like sometimes life might throw a blow let's just work through it like my three-year-old daughter she's already learning which this is amazing uh she's in um pre-k three her school is already teaching her bro like um some like yoga poses and they're teaching her some breath work so one day she come home from school she's like daddy look and she's doing like a yoga pose that i'm familiar with and i'm like are you doing yoga she's like yeah we learned this at school and and sometimes when she gets really frustrated i can say uh milani just take some deep breaths or breathe she'll literally like bro take some deep breaths and like get yeah like at three years old and i couldn't imagine you know me looking back at my childhood 
I didn't have that that resource of like shit. You didn't learn till you was exactly 29, 30. You, your daughter know at three. Like no bullshit, bro. The other night I woke up from this crazy dream that I had like killed this dude and like mm. I smashed him with this car and threw him over a banister, bro. And I looked down, he was dead. And I woke up, my heart's thumping out of my chest. And just from me doing breathing exercises, I instantly went to like trying to calm myself down mm. and taking like, but that's coaching and like. I think your breathing, man, that plays a major Breath work factor. Is. Breath work is amazing. I was I was just telling somebody this yesterday too. Like they were asking, they were talking about being worried and being anxious and being an overthinker, which is something I struggle with. And I was like, look, you can listen to me or not, but something that changed my life is breath work. Like in in moments where I would have before, where I would have spazzed out or been like just a a ball of emotions, just like trash and shit mad as fuck i just sit there i do breathing exercises i meditate and it's just like it so freeing it, it's weird too because it's like for people for people that don't do it us saying this they gonna be like man whatever bro like niggas niggas sitting there breathing bro like i breathe every day fuck is you niggas talking it's a about? Way but it's like big difference it's a huge difference and then but you don't know that until you sit down and try it like people see that shit and they're like fuck out of my face with that yeah. shit bro Moving forward with breath work, a lot of people fail to realize when you're in a really, really heightened scenario, you really breathe very shallow. Yep. And not shallow to say, and rapid. Not to say, yeah, very shallow and rapid. So, like, your body is uh, releasing adrenaline. You may not even know it. But if you can um, take a, just take that one second to collect yourself, like, you start to feel really, really anxious. And you say, okay, give me a second. Take you like five good deep breaths mm-hmm. and really start to just like feel the air coming in your lungs, going out of your lungs. If you take that little five seconds of breathing, man, you will be amazed how quick your scenario will flip and you will instantly feel more in control. Like your breathing is the one thing that you actually can control. And I read that in a book one time and it was stunning. It was like, you know, it's an it's an autonomous uh, activity that your body would. So your body, your body will breathe on its own regardless. But you could also control your breathing, which is amazing. So like your body may react and it's going to breathe on its own. Like obviously it does all day, but you also have the ability to control it, which a lot of uh, the monks and people who perform like these crazy stunts where they're sitting in ice cold water. Shout out to Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Man, the breath work from Wim Hof is amazing. Anybody can look, Game him up changer. On, look him up on YouTube. This man has done things that are supernatural that the human be, like a human being shouldn't even be able to do just essentially from controlling his breath. It's, it's, a, it's a game changer, man. Like, and we are out of tune with that because a lot of people are anxious. And like, and like Paul said, people are going to completely ignore the fact of, man, I breathe all the time. What y'all talking about? Like, Nah, like sometimes, man, look outside the box. Like this is a real thing, and that's a <clears throat> that's an issue with like Western medicine. Like me and you have talked about this behind the scenes before. Like if you look at Western medicine and Eastern medicine, Western medicine is always the focus on okay how to treat a problem after it arises instead of preventative. Yep, Eastern medicine is super preventative. Like you start talking about chakras, you start talking about breathing meditation natural herbs like people Anything people holistic yeah people look at that shit and they scoff and like don't get me wrong like there's a lot of western medicine western medicine has the technology is amazing yeah it's it prolonged is. our lives but i think 
The problem is people don't combine the two. I think the two are meant to be combined. Preventative medicine, like if you take Japan, for instance, their longevity of life is amazing. But mm-hmm. a lot of people fail to realize that like they eat a lot of raw foods, yep. which raw foods contain enzymes. So anytime you eat a raw food, you're, you're essentially eating the enzymes that are healthy for your body that they're uh, digested way different than a cooked food. If you cook mm-hmm. food like we do in the Western, a lot more than, the, you, know, the, you know, over there in Japan and China, they eat a lot of sushi, a lot of just raw fish. A lot of raw fish, man. And like that raw fish contains so many healthy enzymes for the body. Yeah. And we eat a lot of cooked hamburger and processed, steak, shit. processed bullshit. America really has such a horrible diet, which is like the spinoff topic. But like all in all, man, like, we got to be more tapped into all this shit. That's a that's a good topic too because I'm <clears throat> I'm torn on that because yes, as far as us like our health, we have a terrible diet like as a nation. But and somebody else put me onto this perspective. It's like, well, you look at processed food and fast food and all that shit and GMOs, all that shit is bad. Health-wise, yes, but a problem that humans have lived with for most of our existence is, is, a, is hunger. We found a way to mass-feed a lot of people, and I get, it's good and bad. It's like we can feed more people than we have ever been able to in history, but also it's like how good is the food that we're giving these people? It's good enough to keep you alive. Genetic foods. Yeah. Like, I don't know if a lot of y'all know this, but Bill Gates, I guess, from what I've read, is one of the biggest farmers. Yeah, he, he owns the most farmland in America. Yep. Which, that is an astounding fact that mm-hmm. I had no clue about. And most of the things he grows is, a, is basically being distributed through McDonald's. I don't want to cut you off. You know who owns, I think you told me this, who owns the most land on the planet? The Queen of England? No, the Catholic Church. Yeah. You remember yeah, you told yeah, me that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, wild. Yeah. Ownership, man. Like, anybody out there that's never done um, <clears throat> any research on McDonald's, if you look into McDonald's as a franchise, yeah, they care about their food. But if you watch this documentary that they have, they actually care more about the land they own. They're really, really big. If you look at where, look, anybody take a second and think, like, where are McDonald's located? Mm-hmm. They have all the most prime real estate. So, like, if McDonald's was to ever, let's say, go bankrupt, which they never would, but say they did, could you imagine all the real estate that McDonald's, off every exit, off every major exit in every city? I mean, I'm talking small towns, big towns, Japan, Tokyo, anywhere you might imagine, Beijing, Seoul. Same thing with Walmart. Like a lot of places, McDonald's is and Walmart, Walmart international. I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't. Really I, they, I'm, I'm sure they have like. I a, think they might be just American. They might. They. I guarantee they have a parent company that mm-hmm. has international subsidiaries and what shit like that. What about Nigeria? Could you imagine a Walmart in Nigeria? Well, that'd be fire. They have spears and shit. So, but like with McDonald's, like Walmart and McDonald's, like a lot of the lots that you see them on, they own the whole lot. And they, they own. Yeah, they and they rent the it out. To yeah. the other storefronts that are there, Facts. like if you look at Walmart, like there's one on US 31 that has a bunch of 
storefronts right there. Mm-hmm. But all that. Walmart owns that lot, and these other companies are paying them rent for that lot. Same thing with McDonald's. Like you see McDonald's on a lot, they own. They don't just own that building; they own that lot. Land ownership. That the guy told me one time. He said, "There's one thing they'll never make more of, and Boom. that's land." Boom. So everybody. I was about to say the same. Yeah, shit. that quote, man, it hits deep because a lot of people want to buy this, that, and the other. But the best thing you can probably buy on this planet is land, which mm-hmm. I'm working nail and tooth to buy some. Obviously, I could, but you know, I want to make the right decision on where I buy land. But don't let don't let that surpass your, you know. Think about that for a second. You buy a plot of land somewhere, you might buy 10 acres and then sit on it. You may never see nothing, really a kickback off of it. But say you pass that down to your son, and then somebody knock on his door one day and say, hey, man, we want to build a Walmart on this 10 acres. Could you imagine that payday? I mean, prime real estate, man. The, the funny thing about that exact scenario that you just said and painted, I know... A dude in my union, old cat, that had that exact scenario. His parents owned this lot in his town. He they passed it down to him. He 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 got buried anyway. He mm-hmm. like he got a he got passed down a bunch of shit generationally. All they had like they had some wild like a hundred acres or something somewhere in Indiana. Well, I just he, want forty acres of the mule. <laughs> he 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 was telling me he's like yeah he's like this Walmart just gave me a bid to purchase my land. And I was like, I was like, well, if you don't mind me asking, how much did they want to buy it from me? He he kind of skated around the question. He's like, well, he's like, my he said my grandfather bought this land for like for like five hundred dollars like back in the day. Nothing. He's like this Walmart for not even a whole hundred acres for like I think it was for like ten. Offered him seven figures. Or just for that land, so because they wanted to do exactly what we were just talking about. They wanted to build a lot. They wanted to build a Walmart on a lot, but they also wanted to build storefronts mm-hmm. to rent it out to these other stores. And he was sitting there telling me that I'm like, "Damn, like that—that's generational wealth." Like, like you said, it, a lot of times it might not be shit that you ever see, but your family. Sometimes your investments may not in tune hit for you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a gamble. You know, you might you might invest in something and it might pop off for you if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. But if not, you've got this deed or whatever the case might be, this land contract that you pass down with within your your family, which a lot of people now is crazy as I've noticed a lot of people are starting to sell. So the yeah. same scenario, people are coming to them with these basically low ball offers, but a lot of people are so money hungry now. They don't have that mindset that their ancestors had where they're like, well, we want to keep this in the family until it's just an astronomical number. But also, you got to think about it. Like, in his situation, like, if my grandpa bought this for $500 and you about to give me 30 mil for it, and it, it might be worth the Walmart, mil in the future. The Walmart contract, yes. I'm saying some people are just, like, giving these people yeah, some, yeah, like, yeah. some some stupid off. And people, you know what I mean, financially right now are so up and down. They're like, yeah, I'll take anything mm-hmm. I can get. But you get an offer from Walmart, buddy. First of all, <clears throat> deny the first offer. Don't ever in your life take a first offer for anything because next time they knock on your door, they're probably going to offer you double. Now, if they never knock again, <laughs> that's you your, a sucker and you got lit. I'm just playing. But anyway, they'll probably give you, I, I got a story, you know, my dad told me his uncle owned a bunch of land out in California. I'm thinking like 30 plus acres. 
They knocked on his door, offered him X amount. He said, nah, I guess his wife was like, nope. If they really want it, they'll offer more. Because he wasn't, you know, if you're not hurting for cash, why right. take the first offer? Long story short, they come back three times, end up offering him like 10, 11 times more than what they initially offered. Damn. So sometimes, man, be patient with your negotiations and what the moral of the story is. Don't always take that first clip of, uh, of hope. Like, you know, like sometimes sit down and wait it out. Yeah. That's with anything. So I don't know about you, but I think everything that we're talking about right now is a perfect segue into our influence of music Whoa. topic. Because I think... You want to get in it. I, I think that's a... I think that's a deep one. Like <clears throat> we talk about practices of family and practices of holding on to wealth and practices of saving your money and all that shit. I feel like a lot of that in a negative way, I feel like a lot of that is taught through entertainment and music, but I have a, I have a different positive take on it that you might have that you might not have, but I want to hear your take as far as like how you think influence, how do you think music specifically hip hop is influencing young black men Young black people, period, in our community. The interesting thing about hip-hop music in general is you've got artists who are actually telling a story of what they really are living through. So, like, I've had to tell myself, like, I can't denounce that. These men are really seeing and preaching the daily activities that they may be encountering slash living. But... Also, on the contrary, you may have these other, you know, young preteen kids out here who are listening to this music. And let's say, you know, Future or whoever, to, you know, not to speak, pick anybody specific, but I think these are real role models, man. Like, you know, I like to see like LeBron James or Steph Curry, you know, these kids see these NBA players and they think they go into the NBA, whatever. But a lot of these kids, man, music is a major influence on who they want to be, especially if they don't have a strong male figure in their life. So let's say, like, rest in peace, Juice World. I'm going to use him for instance. Now, I've listened to a decent amount of Juice World. Um, the dude was crazy talented. I mean, his freestyle ability, the guy was just amazingly talented. But if you really dial in and listen to his music, a lot of his depression and anxiety, he talks about utilizing drugs to help, you know, to steer away from that instead of maybe a positive alternative. And the, where I'm going with this is I feel like these kids out here that are susceptible to information, you know, that are taking everything in up like sponges, they hear somebody like this, like this guy, Juice World, who's 20 years old, who tells them, you know, if you're depressed or heartbroken or et cetera, you know, drink lean, pop a Percocet, blah, blah, blah. Do this because it's going to numb your pain. And to me, this is a factory of of basically creating drug addicts. Yeah. And that is a very, very dangerous game to play. Now, I think even if you have a strong influence in your household, this dude might still give you that, oh shit, that insight of, man, you know, my girlfriend broke up with me, but I know a cat down the street that got Percocets. Now, you know, Juice World pops Percocets, why shouldn't I? Now, is that not a dangerous game to be playing with our youth? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with what you said, but also, I guess my, nothing you said was wrong. I guess my counter most of the time to that is people, 
people say this stuff about like hip hop and black music. Well, I'm like, this is a concept in music and entertainment, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, not even just black people. And that that's where I have a problem. Like, people point out black people's entertainment and hip hop specifically, but I'm like, okay, what about when Ozzy Osbourne was biting the heads off of bats and acting like he was worshiping the devil. You ever listen to a Metallica song? Absolutely. You you said I was gonna bring this up. Eminem, like people yeah. it You know Eminem white, wanna put his wife or baby mama in a trunk. Talking about killing his mom for a year. Like shit. It's it's white people that, that talk about the same shit, but I feel like the problem is the problem I guess is black music isn't controlled by black people. So That's I can amazing. see that that's definitely an attack on us. <clears throat> However, a lot of the shit is also talking about real life shit that people are going through. So it's like, this is stuff that I'm actually experiencing in my community, in my household. This is stuff that I'm actually going through. So like, do you? And that's it? why it's so popular because yeah, it's telling it's a real, real story. But so then the the question comes. Is it is the music the issue or is the community the issue? Is what's it's, coming out of the community that's making this music the issue? Like that that's more so where I where it's I a look full at it. circle to me. It is. It's it, a full circle. I just I have a real problem with like because I hear people talk about that. Like I have a real problem with people singling out black music and black entertainment as being negative to where I'm like, well look at Medea movies. You ever watched a good one? That I hate, hate my day, but that that's not a. I'm I'm not no, gonna argue against I'm, that. I'm coming off the rip because that's I the first that. I got. Think about that. The, the, it I, always I, portrays I, that I angry black man I, who 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 you know beat on his wife and this and that and. Tyler Perry needs to be stopped. <laughs> that I that's a horrible. But media. who's paying Tyler Perry? Black people. You well. On the end, but who controls Tyler Perry? White people. <laughs> well, he might be. He might have his own entertainment. He, he do got his own entertainment. Does he? he? He. So Tyler Perry <laughs> has his own studio in Atlanta, and it's like where they they shoot a lot of Marvel movies at Tyler Perry Studios. He he owns. He's not behind it. He has his own production company. But it's like, I, I get what you're saying. I hate Tyler Perry shit. And Bro, it's like you follow the money trail though. It could be real interesting. It could be, but I think everybody Tyler, has a boss. It, it could be, but I think Tyler Perry is one of the exceptions to what you're saying. I think, I think, I, yeah, that's. I, I think if he, he is, and he need to stop the bullshit. Ex, that's why I'm mad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, pissed. <laughs> I'm not acting like nobody's controlling Tyler Perry like a puppet. I'm mad at that nigga. Yeah, <laughs> like, facts. Because because I believe him to be in complete control of whatever he does, and I'm like, you're on bullshit. Like I'm mad at him. He, I don't, I don't. But for most other people and most other situations that you're talking about, it is. A puppet master behind it, but it's mm-hmm. like I don't know. I don't. So here's here's another perspective. So look at all these people that you you talk about have are putting bad influences on the youth, which I agree with. It's also positive. There's more black millionaires today than there ever have been in ever, which is a smidge through. Through entertainment, you see a lot of these rappers that might be portraying negative things buying land, owning businesses. So so while this person right here might be putting negativity out, they're creating an empire to where maybe their kid, they're creating wealth, and it might be a trickle. I don't know if I agree with the trickle down effect. Young Dolph is a great instance for this because he was buying real estate 
like he was going bananas with the real estate. He was giving his daughter and his son every birthday they would have. He was giving them a property. Mm. And we, I mean, sad to say, man, rest in peace to Dolph. But that situation is just so terrible. Mm. And that's another topic we could tap into. Like this man's own community took this man's life, bro. That's what happens a lot. And the, uh, his own hometown, he got killed in his own town. Which a topic that we crossed off of our topic board but we need to talk about it kind of ties it sucks bro it's the people (laughs) the people in your hometown to support you less and be more angry at you than strangers and it's it's sad but it's a like i never forget like i heard a long time ago boosie which is a controversial figure now but a long time ago before he was controversial he he made a video he's talking about if you black and you get rich leave your, your hometown. hometown because the people in your hometown will kill you. They will kill you. Happen now, is off. this all based just purely off envy in your opinion? In my, it's, it's crabs in a barrel in my opinion. I think, I think that... Like that, you're not taking me with you so I gotta take you out type of I, I think that has plagued our community in every city in America like no other. Like I feel like you start, and that's envy. You start seeing people like, oh, you got out. I don't want to see you successful. Like, p- haters. And this is like, yeah. they, what's the, what's the way to cut the legs off? You got to take them smooth out. Which, that's crazy. Man. But the weird part about that is you fucking yourself and you fucking your community by killing somebody that was alive. Putting your city really on. You, you, you cutting the light. Like, like Dolph was putting Memphis on left and right. Now, we know Yo Gotti does too, but like that beef to me is still weird. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It, which I don't know nothing about. I, <laughs> speculation, obviously, yeah. but I don't know nothing about what them niggas got going on. But like, it's just like, it's, it's like that in every city in America. Like if you take a step back and look at it, people talk about all these different ghettos in America. It's like, Theoretically, every ghetto in America is the same. Where niggas, I mean, they they kind of operate the same. The streets operate like the streets, no matter where you go. And it's just like it's sad, and it's something that needs change. But I think it's something that doesn't get changed overnight. Like it's something. It's I think it's changing a little bit, but also it's it's a lot of other factors that go into that. The economy goes into that. Like it's right now. The streets is hungry. Like they I think we just need to support each other locally, man. And yeah. like the biggest factor it's sad to say, but me and Paul have already kind of said, you know, we may not expect a lot of support from Indianapolis because it's people we know and we, we hope that Indianapolis lifts us to the highest level. But it's sad that we already have to have the mentality that maybe our own city may not put us on like that. But you might take another city that's doesn't even that we're not from that elevates us to the highest level. Yep. And we just, we're trying to put in perspective, like, why does it have to be that way? Why can't within our own community, we build each other up? Now, you know, you take other cities, for instance, I think this does exist. I think, I've heard Atlanta, and it's really, a lot of dudes, you yeah. know, or women move to Atlanta because they really help each other flourish. Mm-hmm. And I love to hear that. I've heard Atlanta, man, I've never been there. I plan on going there. I heard it, it just operates a lot different. I heard everybody's very in tune with each other. Everybody's really trying to put on for each other. The the money is all circling back in. And that's where we got we to gotta remember, man, the money. Where does the money go? Mm-hmm. If you're not supporting people from your own hometown, 
and you you support people exterior from that, that money's not staying within your community. So you're not really refunding where you live at. Like put the money back into your own community. Let your own community flourish. So and that's how cities arise. I mean, that's really a, a economics as a whole. Yeah. And you start to you see the places where they did a lot of that. Like you said, perfect example, Atlanta, they're flourishing. More than any, especially entertainment and music wise, they're flourishing more than any other city in America. Like just because they, and they're not. That's not to say there's not beef and, there, and shit I was going just about on. To say that. There's but they, problems, but they, for the most part, like they, they work together. Yeah, like you see, like Gucci, bro. You see, yeah, he's a mecca down there in the and music industry. All the, all the, all the people that you get attached to the Gucci tree is nuts. It's like, insane. He discovers. He so don't many get near enough credit. And the other day I was talking to the homie about it. Gucci has put out more work than I could think of anybody. Like I oh, was yeah, 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 Gucci yeah. in yeah. high school. Yeah. And he just released a Christmas album like two weeks ago. Gucci mixed it. Gucci used to drop a mix. He just dropped like four of them a year. Nobody, I don't feel like nobody put in as much work. But then even that's <laughs> like he people look at that and it's a lot of people that like put out a lot of music and Gucci is under as like an AR. Like there's like who can you attribute to Gucci? Thug. Migos, who oh, came yeah. from Thug and Migos. From Thug, you get Gunner, you get Lil Baby. From Migos, you get, they that started tree. QC, they started the QC tree. So, I mean, in all the QC you tree, you get, you get Cardi B, yep. you get also Lil Baby, you get City Girls, you get all that. Lil Yachty, like it's, Lil Yachty, yeah. There's an Atlanta tree, literally, from Gucci Man. Like, and he's, he's an underrated figure in rap as far as A&R, but like, I can, if if we was doing a who has put more people on in the industry, it's gotta be. It gotta be. It's it's Gucci or Dr. Dre. <laughs> like it's yeah. It's because Dre, it's, you know, Dre got the whole West Coast. Yeah, which, you know, that's a whole different story. But, but Dre and Gucci. Yeah, it's it's like I can if we did a versus with niggas that's connected to Gucci versus anybody, I I can bang some niggas over the head. Which that's a I wanna I wanna get into that on like our Patreon, just doing like a kind of. Get some little, little some music shit. Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that whole versus stuff is crazy, man. Like, <laughs> you know, because yeah. Jay Z came out the other day, said nobody can stand with him. Which I versus. agree with. I'm going to sit here and tell y'all, I personally think my whole thing is who's the audience? Who's voting? If it's a public setting and public, the public is voting, I think Drake diminishes everybody because Drake. Not only do old people like Drake, young people like Drake, women like... Like, a lot of people, if you talk to, they don't really listen to Jay-Z. Like Jay-Z's meant for the yeah. real hip-hop, like, yeah. the whole the whole hip-hop genre. Like, that's really deep hip-hop. Now, not to say Drake don't make real hip-hop, because he does, but... It's more commercial. Very. Yeah. And I think that's just with the, the voting tally. Now, if you take... But you don't like to take Grammys and all that into account. At a point, I gotta pee. All right. We back. I had to piss. <laughs> it hey, was man, rough. That whiskey piss I had you. It, yeah. That shit. I had to take a break. I, <laughs> I was about to feel myself, but I did ask. But <clears throat> like we was talking about the verses, like I was saying, like I it it is about the who's rating it and what age group is it? Because that's the problem with like a whole versus the versus a Drake. Like it's like Depending on what audience, like I could, if it was an older audience, I could crack a nigga head. And, but for our age group, I'm, 
I love Jay-Z, but I know for our age group, it's not a lot of whole fans. Like, or it's a few, but it's not like people to, they, they caught the, the tail end of the whole run. They didn't catch the early shit. They didn't catch the, they didn't catch the kingdom comes. They didn't catch the first blueprint. And if y'all never listened to 444, I live by that album, as <laughs> Paul likes to laugh about, but I really feel like, I feel like 444, uh, you know, Jay-Z really, he gave us an outline of what, like, yeah, he, did. he really did, man, but then, you know, Paul liked to laugh, because I say <laughs> I like to live my life based off 444. You no, know, that's not, that's not what you said. You, we was talking about some serious shit, and you... You used the whole verse in a serious hey, talk to me. Hey, you said, what'd you say? He's like, if a nigga don't take care of his family, he can't really be rich. <laughs> this about some serious shit. And I was like, nigga, you don't get the fuck out of here. All right, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a fact, but the context that you <laughs> used it in was funny to the bitch. I was like, I know this nigga isn't reciting the whole verses to me in the <laughs> argument. I'm sorry, but you know, I'm a huge fan of 444. <laughs> you know. That shit was funny. But yeah, Paul, he ate me alive for using that. That's that's ridiculous, Paul. <laughs> that shit was funny to the bitch. <laughs> if a man don't take care of his family, he can't be rich. And that's Jay Z said it. I'm here to reincite it. It is. It's a fact. He it really fact. does because bro, that whole album will let you know he really talk about all his personal issues, game. to be honest. He he, he's game. putting he's putting y'all on game, talk about how him being basically a dog wouldn't allow him to impregnate his wife and et cetera, et cetera, man. He really can't. I feel like he he spilled his own life on that album and saying, like, I'm not perfect. These are my mistakes. Learn from them. Yeah. I mean, he put us on game, bro. He really did. He said you could buy a $10 album and get, what, a million dollars worth of game? A million dollars worth of game. That's, you're not lying. Take that in. Now, can Jay-Z be Drake in a versus? No. Be mad about it, Paul. Laugh I can't. about it. Drake, bro, let's think about how deep Drake's bag is. But, but in the verses, it's only 20. I know, but Drake, he has too much. He does. I can. If you take, because you can use features. Yeah, I can put together a whole 20 that will fuck with a Drake 20. I can do that. I can put together a whole 20, including verses, that will fuck with a Drake 20. Once again, who's the listener? I can do it for whoever's listening. A whole twenty, I can put together a whole twenty. Now, will it be will it be more difficult than putting together a Drake twenty for our generation? Yes, because some of the shit a lot of people might not have heard or aren't as familiar with. But I can put, I can put only, together. The only people that argue this is they're gonna try to say Wayne, which Wayne's discography is That's, amazing. When I said that shit the other day that can't nobody fuck with Hove in a versus other than Drake or Ye, it's a bunch of people that hit my line and said Wayne. Wayne. I want to I want to recant my statement and put Wayne in there. I think I think Wayne, I think Wayne is in those four. Wayne's got enough. He's got enough. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, does, yeah. Bro. I I was I think, bugging. I think Wayne had a hard falling off the cliff, man, and we yeah. really we really forgot what Wayne. Did. Yeah. Like if you really run some old Wayne back, it it'll take you into a whole different dimension. Dude now I will, I will say this, <clears throat> and I've done this like little versus playlist in my phone. Putting together a Wayne twenty is it's not as easy as you might think it is. Like it, I can imagine. It, but so Who's I was trying, somebody said, "What you gonna put Jay Z verse and when he play a Millie? I don't think a Millie don't get beat. Blueprint. 
Blueprint 2. When he, when he was talking shit about Nas, Blueprint 2. I'll put, or... But see, I, that's some in-depth hip-hop shit. Like, you spitting real hip-hop knowledge. These cats out here that's listening to this bullshit don't know what the Blueprint is. These little motherfuckers yeah. out here, they talking about, they, man, come on. Yeah, we a million. talking as like actual hip hop heads. I can play. I can play Empire State of Mind. Run this town. People know Run you this town. You play Rihanna. Yes, <laughs> Run this town don't slap. You lose. Yeah, you maybe <laughs> no, just maybe playing. maybe. I'm just playing. I play. No. I, I play Otis. <laughs> no, the, bro, no. Otis, so Watch I, the Throne is one of my favorite albums ever. Yeah. I can play Watch This Throne in the Jay-Z versus Somebody, Watch The Throne. Somebody, this dude I know, he said, he he been a DJ since he's been 15. He said, I ain't never had nobody come and come and play no Jay-Z. In a no. That's where I it's think It's not super Jay, club music. I think that's where Jay-Z gets damaged on the verse. Because he don't really make dance music. Like, Watch The Throne, what's the song? Niggas in Paris. That was probably the one club song that really popped. I don't. But here, here's my thing. When I'm, whenever. Izzo. Whenever I'm talking about, whenever I'm talking about that shit, I'm not talking to the niggas. Like, and I and I know this is their part of the casual fan is part of it. But like, whenever I'm talking about music, I'm not talking about to the niggas that think that think NBA Young Boy is the greatest rapper of all time. Like, I'm not. I'm not talking about them niggas. But NBA Young Boy, I used to fuck with. I don't fuck with him no more. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. But I'm just like, there's when I'm whenever I'm talking about music, music. I'm talking about to people that have a. A yeah. depth of music knowledge that are just like it's some niggas that only listen to songs that they heard in a strip club. You know what's wild though is like you take a lot of people are trying to say Nas could be Jay Z. No, you can't. I personally don't really like Nas when he was in his early years, but the King's Disease one. Yeah, two, it's hard. His newest music. If anybody out there that hasn't listened to a King's Disease by Nas, man, or King's Disease two, two one the first one. Hey man, two great albums. Check those out Dude, now. I'm going to do the Bugs Bunny meme face when I say, no. <laughs> Nas cannot be Jay-Z in a verse. I, I see agree. niggas saying this. I like, niggas is drunk. All he got is Warren Hill. There, <laughs> but there's no issue with not being able to be Hove in a verse. <laughs> like, Hove's the goat. Like, do dude, you take can... it into it? You remember the, uh, what's the interview Kanye just did? On uh, Drink Champs? Where he said he wouldn't even go against Hove because he is boss, bro. I had to really sit and think about that. Kanye, you I, have, I think Kanye was saying like I think I know I could probably beat him, but I'm not gonna I'm disrespect. Not gonna disrespect because Kanye, I I can put together Kanye twenty and a smoke a hoof twenty. Because when Kanye was talking, he was talking about you, you got to here's and I was telling somebody this the other day because somebody I said can't nobody can't nobody be like if you let somebody use their production songs they wrote songs that they're featured on if you let somebody use the whole in which that's what verses is they let. People use all of that. There's nobody on this planet that can be Kanye. Because but Kanye said you got to make like a 30-day versus. You have to because just beats as far as the songs he's featured on and the shit that like I can. I will put together. Somebody said, I think J. Cole can be Kanye in a versus. Wow. <laughs> I almost deleted my friend off Snapchat. I was like, listen, I love you, but no. <laughs> Kanye, there's, I will smoke anybody with a Kanye versus. Like, because he, because it, it's a lot of shit that people don't know that Kanye produced. I, yeah. I think the Drake versus Kanye versus would be the most. It's a it's a lot of Drake shit that Kanye produced. I know, and it's just like that's what I'm saying. Like if I, I think Drake really an actor this whole time. Like, I yeah. don't really think Buddy's like a real life uh, rapper because if you if you was to put Drake on a spot and say kick a freestyle, he can't do it. 
I, I don't think know. I think you could. You do? I've heard him first time. Uh, it, no, I'm not, I'm not off saying the Blackberry be. way back in the day, I'm buddy. Not, go back watch then. His, Drake was different. Drake <clears throat> back in the day. If you go watch Drake freestyle, bro, you can't watch Drake. Just go to he don't go to uh who Tim Westwood and just start <laughs> busting freestyle. But Drake's pen is nice though because he's wrote a lot of Kanye verses. Drake's no, wrote a lot his of verses. Pen is fire. But as far as like off the dome, I take that into yeah. account, bro. Because you take somebody like I know you don't really fuck with Eminem like that. But honestly, if you take M, bro, and have this man freestyle, who could really touch him? Off the top. It's some battle rappers, I think, you're smoking. Battle rappers, maybe. But, that, but in but, the but industry, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think off the top, M yeah. takes the cake, bro. Can't yeah, nobody probably. sit and just go hard with Eminem. But when was the last time you heard Eminem freestyle? You better lose yourself in the <laughs> Look, music. But, that, but people, people talk about that. Like I, I agree, but like whenever people say shit like that, He was freestyling about like, Trump. It's, that shit was lame. <laughs> that shit was my own like, That nigga and, and them cipher is not even really freestyle. Yeah, they pre-record them, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right, know. eight mile then. Take that. How long ago to Man, eight mile? Man, you don't even be watching eight miles. So, oh, yeah. uh, you damn right. I don't want to hear about a nigga killing his mom and his wife, bro. He said he got spaghetti. My, what mom spaghetti? He's, I'm rapping in the closet. <laughs> that nigga. M, bro. He don't he got the most album sales. I don't want to get this is a this is I hate this topic bro because I'm not a Eminem is white that's why he got the most albums sold he's white what about Elvis him too people who you think sold more more albums Elvis or Michael Jackson Elvis he did people, but most people would be like Mike duh and I will be like now is Elvis Presley Better at anything on this planet than Michael Jackson. He learned his dance moves from Forrest Gump. Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't My- pass that up. <laughs> Michael Jackson a hoop on Elvis Presley. Like there, there's nothing that Elvis Presley that nigga can't throw darts better than Michael Jackson. But he has more albums and records sold than Michael Jackson. That don't make sense. Did you see that list that I was shitty about that I was talking about the greatest artists of all time? And it had like the first five people. It was like it was um. It was the Beatles, Elvis Presley, Elvis or uh, Elton John. It was like five white people, and then at like six they had Janet Jackson. Then at seven they had Michael Jackson. At eight was Stevie Wonder. Who wrote Nine this? was Whitney Rolling Stone. Bullshit. Nine was Whitney Houston, and then ten was like uh, I want to say ten was. Maybe Mariah Carey. I can't remember who it was. it was. It was a wild list. The first five people on that list was white. It was like it, Madonna was like four. And I'm like, these niggas tripping. <laughs> like, these niggas is bugging. I mean, so actually, a venture I want to take that I haven't is the Beatles. I've never really sat down and really put in any type of research with the or. You know, in middle school, I learned about Yellow Submarine. That's the only thing I could tell you about the Beatles. Now, why was this group? So, you know, maybe there's somebody that we might have on here as a guest that's 67 years old that can just spit all kind of game about them. I personally, I've heard some of their music and I'm like, this shit is whack. Listen, listen to me closely. Listen to me good. <clears throat> I'm clear my throat for this one. Fuck the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> listen, 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 bro. Listen. 
fuck the Beatles. I'm oh, not trying to hear none of that Paul shit. Paul McCartney looking at Come on, bro. Come on. That's, the Beatles? Yeah, like, that was your name? I don't even fuck with that name, bro. I don't even fuck with Beatles. Yeah, like, I don't like Beatles, the Beatles, none of that. But Beetlejuice like, might be the only cool nigga I like. <laughs> that shit, yeah, bro. I'm, the Beatles. But that's why music is so subjective, because the old, old white motherfucker... A motherfucker gonna, gonna punch you in the face of a submarine. Argue us down about John Lennon, bro. Bust like, your ass like, over nigga, some, uh, And I'll be like, bro, have you heard Gucci Mane's Christmas album? <laughs> like, man, fuck John Lennon, bro. What are you talking about? What about Ellen John? I don't really know any of his music. Elton John, Loki. I've heard him on shit and it was it was slapping. Cool. But Elton John, another interview I was I was watching somebody talk about Elton John. There was like Elton John, and that's why I respect him. Can you feel it in the air tonight? Damn near one of them. I mean, he did. That wasn't Elton John, was it? That was that was uh them niggas off Tarzan. Nah, bro, that's a whole wrong thing. <laughs> that was Elton John. You got me questioning my own fucking. But but I heard somebody Tarzan. But I heard some. I think it was Ed Sheeran, bro. He's like he's like listen. He's like if people don't think Elton John knows his music, he's like I've been to Elton John's house. He listens to every new release. Talking he talking about like underground artists, hip-hop artists, people that you would have never heard of. He said, I remember Ed Sheeran was like, Elton John put me on a Roddy Rich. <laughs> He's like, before Roddy Rich was popping. That's crazy. But, I would have uh, never thought that. And But I respect people that have that level of music knowledge. I do too. Like, if you... If Elton you, John actually, yeah, bro. He's he's deep into music. If you really. if you a student of the game like that... Can you feel it in the air tonight? You really thought that was on Tarzan? What's that on? I don't know, but it's not I think Tarzan. it's on Tarzan, bro. No, how the song? <laughs> I'm not finna sing it because I can't it. sing. You gotta sing it. I can't sing. It's say, just say the lyrics. Nah, bro. I'll remember it if you say uh-huh. the lyrics. Come on, you gotta sing for we our listeners. We gonna play it off air. Can but... you feel? That's nah, what the love, <laughs> that's, the love That's what I'm thinking about. No, that's, nigga, ain't that on Tarzan? Not it. No, that is on Tarzan. Yeah, that's, that's not the song, the song I'm, I'm talking about. about. Can you feel it in the air? And I got that. That's not. That's not. Can you feel it? That's it. That's Elton John? Yes, yeah, I don't bro. know. I guess nah, I just don't know. Nah, is it? I don't know. You got me questioning myself. I'm questioning that, because I think we're talking about two different things. Nah, because that Can you feel it in the air tonight? I don't even know that song. Nah, that's Phil Collins. That's what I was, that's who I was talking about. Hey, Phil man, Collins. Hold on the screen. That's Owen Tarzan, bro. It is? Yes, bro. I'm, I swear to God. You might be right. All right, y'all. Everybody out there. Um, the the old smoky Gatlinburg whiskey. Why I think Elton John wrote that? I don't know. Who the fuck is Phil Collins? Ain't the he the dude, coach of the Bulls? He's the dude that wrote them songs for Tarzan, bro. Phil Jackson. Phil Collins. The only can you feel it in the air that I respect is uh, Beanie Siegel. Can you feel it in the air? I don't really like Beanie. Uh. <laughs> We about to cut the podcast some, bro. <laughs> All right, party <laughs> over. Listen, 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 listen. I love Beanie, bro. You're you don't like don't Beanie? Don't you dare play Beanie Seagull. I'm gonna jump across this table. You don't like beans? You. First of all, why do you got your knitted ass ball cap? Cause hey, this, man, hold up. Nah. All right, yeah, that motherfucker's Bro, what are you talking all about? Right, never mind. Off air, yeah, Beanie. This is shitty audio, but I had to. I would normally post the MP3, but I had to let this nigga know. You're tripping off beans, bro. But really, is he really the hardest? Not the hardest, but he's hard. This beat is, bro. Yes, I'm not going to play the whole. The beat. 
I can play a beanie set too, bro. Be- you bugging off beans, bro. You tripping off beans. I just said Elton John wrote In the Air Tonight, so I'm obviously bugging. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's just put that on record. I was see, see I know a lot of I got a music shit up here. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna like, leave the music shit to Paul because obviously I don't lost my You said can you feel it in the air? I was like, that's off Tarzan. Look, I'm, I'm like, over here like playing the drum roll. I said, damn in my mind I was like, yeah, he I was like, that can't be Ellen John. <laughs> what the not. fuck has Ellen John wrote? Exactly, bro. It's some You know who hard though? He, he wrote Rocket Man. Rocket Man. That's yeah. some bullshit. <laughs> you know what's hard though? What? John Mellencamp. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, on some real shit. I heard the name before, but I he never heard of that shit. He from like Bloomington area. Mm. But I, see, man, I'm bad with, obviously I'm bad with remembering songs and shit. But I'm going to play some John Mellencamp for Buddy when we get off air. Yeah. Buddy, he, he damn near cool. I've heard that name before, he but are. I don't think I've heard none of his music. Madonna? I ain't never heard none of Madonna shit. I just know she was fucking Tupac. She was? Yeah, he said she... We, Hold I, on. I think... Pac was in some guts. He was in some white guts. Did he ever hit Jada? He had to have. Yeah, absolutely, bro. She be writing about that nigga every year. I would be terrified if I was... She She probably fucking Tupac ghost right now. Will Smith is the I most patient nigga on the planet. Yeah, if, if I could do anything, it's just leave an imprint like Pac on Jada. That boy slang that wang dang dude. Yeah. For that bitch to be talking about this shit 30 I'm years later. I'm wearing a bandana tire on my forehead. He put that poetic justice wee-wee on her. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about, we dr- I think we drunk and we talk yeah. about bullshit. This, Listen, is, this is what it's all about, yeah. y'all. But we, I feel like we covered a bunch of good shit. I, I hope feel like y'all laughing y'all ass off. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this shit was hilarious. Absolutely. The uh, the whiskey, bro, hit way different than the wine. And that's what, bro, yeah. That, but even with the wine, I think what I realized is, and this is going to be the nature of the beast, halfway through the episode, <laughs> the liquor going to get a hold of us and we going to... But the whiskey was like 20% in. That shit said, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. God damn. Yeah. So I've been over here, like I said, bro. Slap. It's been a motherfucking good one, though. Absolutely. And... I'm- to to hit on the goddamn whiskey, this drink it's a fire drink. Bro. It's a good it's, it's a good mix. It, and and we ain't even been having it on ice this last couple of drinks, man. The screwball with the salty caramel whiskey, man. If y'all do a 50-50 pour, I'm telling you, it's unmatched. Fire. And you gonna be fucked up. Hey, and I'm finna go get my car washed in December. <laughs> Shout out to, once again, shout out to Screwball and Old Smoky, Tennessee. Sponsor us. Please. We'll come get drunk. We'll pull up to both I've of y'all distilleries. many, many, many tastings at Old... Have you ever been to Gatlinburg? No, I want to go this year. You. I want to go this year. 2022. That's I'll my, take you. That's, my, that's one of my places I want to go. Get the cabin. Go downtown Gatlinburg, man. They got all the uh, moonshine tastings, the whiskey tastings. You go in there, you pay like the little $5. And they'll give you a little hint of all the little stuff they got, man. And it's heat, like for the five. But yeah, shout out to the dude who put me on this little peanut butter with the uh, salted caramel whiskey, man. Like real shit. It's it's sweet. So if you got if you ain't really like a sweet tooth type, it might not be for you. If you just like straight, if you like really straight bourbon or whatever the case might be, or whiskey, it might not be your thing. But for all the people out there that really enjoy like kind of like that dessert whiskey or whatever the type, you know. This is a real sweet, like, just indulge whiskey. Like, I could drink it by the pint. 
Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like it's just going down so smooth and uh yeah, shout out to Screwball and Old Smoky Whiskey if y'all, you know, we wanna put y'all on. Yeah. So I think that's that's episode two of the scholarships, brother. Episode two. Bear we, with us. We go, we coming with more. We're gonna get better every time. Every time. Hope y'all laugh at this one, man. This was a good one. Hey, we signing out, man. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate.